welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hello there. Welcome back to the show. Always so thrilled over the moon to have you here with me. So welcome back. So good to have you here. I hope your week is going well and that you're taking really good care of yourself in these crazy times. Um, Yeah, it's just a wild ride and self-care is... Um, an understatement. Self, self-care. I should do a whole episode on this. Rather than self-care, let's start calling it self-romance, right? Really, really like romancing ourselves, like next level self-care. How about that? Uh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do an episode on that maybe next time and uh, we could just have fun unpacking that. What does that mean? What does that look like for us individually? And um, that could be really fun to play with, right? Just uh, the art of self-romance, like really falling head over heels in love with yourself, in rapture, in awe, because yes, you are amazing. You are that amazing. And uh, I think that would be really fun to play around with. All right. So yes, I went away for a bit of a ski trip, cross-country ski trip, which was fabulous. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. It was freezing. I had an every wool sweater I own. I believe that, I'm not kidding, seven layers. There was one day I was wearing a lot of layers and uh, it really was frigid, but so beautiful in that deep winter kind of way. And uh, we just had a wonderful time hanging out, cooking together, drinking a little wine and just catching up and... uh, yeah, just really cherishing any kind of connection and like live get together with people has become such a rare occasion. So anytime I get to do that, it just feels just so special. Um, yeah, so that felt really, really nourishing. So today I want to dive into um, this topic of really unleashing our wild femme, our wild femme within this life force energy and I know I've spoke about this before in previous episodes, but it's been a while and it keeps coming up in the collective. I, I just keep attracting women that want to talk about this. So I say, hey, maybe it's time to just bring up this topic again and just share a little bit on that and uh, maybe plant some seeds for your own exploration. And uh, again, anything I share, always take what serves, leave the rest. I'm a big believer in, you know, really... Um, honoring, you know, what feels right for you. Honor, I like to say honoring your yeses and your noes. It's a big part of the work that I do is really help support women in uh, owning that, right? Because our noes are really important too. So if anything just feels like, ooh, 
that doesn't really resonate with me. No problem. I like to try to offer a bit of a, a buffet, if you will, of a lot of different ideas and practices and things to explore. And some things would be like, oh my God, hell yeah. And there's most likely going to be some things that you're just not that turned on about. So that's part of the whole thing. So yeah, what I'm talking about today, some of you might be like, this is exactly, yes, I'm really so tuned in, so resonant with this right now. And there might be other women that just like, no, you know, I'm really not feeling that right now. I don't want to go there. And that is absolutely 100% perfect. So what we're talking about here is the wild femme. Now, sensuality is a big part of my work, really supporting women in how do we really care? Again, it's a nervous system thing initially. How do we really care for our nervous systems where we can start to really, um, I'd say down-regulate, that sounds so technical, but yeah, take care of ourselves in a way that we can find our flow state, come into a place where we are available to receive more pleasure, where we are available for more connection, we're available to actually take a deep breath, you know? And if you feel like that's not happening for you on a regular basis, first, it's not your fault. It is so not your fault. I just want you to get that. (laughs) It's not your fault. It's just the crazy world we live in. And so a big part of my work is, again, giving tools to support women to get into that flow state, come into their pleasure zone and be able to really explore, wow, yeah, what does give me pleasure? That's like a big part of what we do. And that sensual part of you is such an important piece in reclaiming and rebirthing your life at midlife. Absolutely key for me. As you know, if you followed me, it's a big part of my journey. Getting on the pleasure path was a huge, huge step for me and uh, never looked back, honestly. So the sensuality piece, if, um, if you like archetypal energy, I call this energy our inner pleasure queen, or perhaps your inner Venus, if you will, or inner Aphrodite, if that speaks to you. That's another um, archetype that really speaks to me, but again, maybe not so much for all of us. But um, yeah, that sensual part of us, we all have that part of us, really important. Equally as important, though, is what um, some people call this uh, the dark goddess energy, right? Or Lilith is another name, or Kali. If you are familiar with Tantra or yoga, you may may have heard the term Kali, right? Many different names for this energy. What we're talking about here is this wild, primal, untamable force of nature, kind of energy that resides in all of us, not just women. Women seem to have more, um, or women who I, um, women who identify, you know, with their sensuality and want to really express their feminine. It seems like there's a, a real strong connection to this primal feminine energy, but it's by no means, um, you know, just for, for women or people who identify as women or people in female bodies. I've had great conversations with the men in my life about this, and they're just excited about it as we are. And granted, these are guys that really do a lot of inner work um, and uh, you know, are open to having this conversation, well-versed in um, talking about archetypal energy. And uh, I'm thinking of two guys in particular, one my husband and one my son, one, one of my sons. They love talking about this wild, primal, feminine energy. And um, 
love to connect with it inside of themselves because it is a part of all of us. And I know an astrologer who's done amazing work with the archetype of Lilith. He's a guy and he's done incredible work on helping all of us connect with this primal femme energy, which is really raw and beautiful and has been collectively, ridiculously, and um, gosh, did I say oppressively? (laughs) Shamed. I mean, for thousands of years, right? But what we're seeing is a reemergence of the archetypal feminine in general, right? I I know you're familiar with that since you listen to my podcast. But this um, this part, the Kali part, the darker, I don't want to say darker. It's just like this beautiful, rich, passionate, again, force of nature energy that is so essential. I like to call this energy my inner bitch. Now, if you've listened to me for a while, you've heard other podcast episodes where I talked about this, but she's my inner bitch. And I used to be scared to death of her. Oh my gosh. Now she's my best friend. This this bitch <laughs> totally changed my life. I am not kidding. Once I started getting real with it, and uh, I used to be really afraid of this energy, and I used to experience it as... Um, once a month, when uh, right before my period is how it worked for me, when uh, the veil drops, let's say, and we just start to see things differently. I don't know if that if you've had that experience, but for me, it was PMS time, what we call PMS in the West, which is kind of a weird thing. But yeah, she'd come in, my inner bitch, and just kind of clean house, right? Just really start to rant on everything that she was not okay with, and. Da, da, da. You just had this kind of laundry list, really, of like, whoa, this is not working for me. And I would, you know, give it voice because I really had no choice. It was like literally a tsunami coming in to my otherwise pretty calm life, busy mom life, and just turn everything upside down. Um, yeah, so she, it's interesting. And, and I, I talk about it playfully now, but at the time I was just like, oh gosh, this energy is so disruptive and so inconvenient, let's say, uh, that's to put it mildly. And uh, it used to just, you know, wreak havoc. And people, the guys around me, I had three sons and a husband, they were just like, wow, what happened? Where, where, did, uh, where did the Diane I normally knew go? Where did she go? <laughs> she, she'd come back in a couple of days. But yeah, but when I hit menopause at age 40, she moved in full time. And I had to get real with this inner bitch of mine. I had to really sit down and have tea with her, really invite her in because she wasn't budging. It was like, okay, it's time to get real. And what I've come to realize is that um, she all along was trying to help me out, was really, she really is, I think this part in all of us, is the keeper of our deepest desires and our inner boundary boss, which is so key, right? Boundaries is a big buzzword now, but creating boundaries in our lives is so key for us to really start to reclaim our pleasure, to really start to, first of all, just take care of ourselves, you know, Um, and really important to claim out space, you know, claim space in our lives to go for our pleasure, to follow our desires. So yeah, this energy, this, this archetypal energy, my inner bitch, if you will, really helped me understand, you know, what I really wanted because she would speak in a language of like what I don't want, which that was loud and clear, what was not working and um, really demanded some boundaries to be put down and 
And when I started to really listen, magic started happening in my life. This is like goddess magic stuff. I'm not kidding. And uh, at first, again, I was afraid of it. But then when I started to integrate this energy more, invite her in to my life, it changed everything. Changes changed the conversations I had with um, with my husband first of all, but with everybody in my life. And uh, it became easy to set boundaries in so many ways. Where I used, to, I used to struggle with that a lot, much better at it now. And it's this erotic power that got me there. And um, it was through the erotic that it came in almost effortlessly in a way. I shouldn't say effortlessly, it's work, because we have to say, okay, yes, I'm going to feel this energy and I'm going to give it a place to play, which leads me to an incredible quote that um, one of my teachers at the time shared. She said this to me when I was at a place feeling really resentful and frustrated and um, in a bad place with my marriage. And a lot of rage came up for me when I started going through menopause. And some of the rage, I don't know where it came from. And what I what I found to be true that I, I think it's just generational, you know, ancestral and collective. I think it's just the rage of a thousand women maybe, right? And I hear this so often from women who are starting to go through menopause. They start feeling it really strong in perimenopause and this like, what is up with this rage? And we have to find ways to work with it where it um, really supports us. Because that really is a purpose, in my opinion. It's here to support us. So back to that amazing thing my teacher said, this woman who um, you know, I met in the Mama Gina community. She said, rage is passion without a place to play. That's a lot of peas. But yeah, without a place to play. So I started really exploring that. How can I give this rage, a place to play. And when I started to give it a place to play and come at it from that curious and playful place, again, it seemed like a lot less work and a lot more fun and a lot more of an experiment and exploration. So I just wanted to share that with you. I think the erotic piece and the play piece is what we are missing in our modern world, right? So uh, again, just see if this lands, see if it resonates. But there are some things that I found really helped me with uh, giving her some space in my life. And I'll share some, I'm a tips and tools kind of gal, you know that about me. So I'll share you uh, some tips. But uh, before I go into that, I want to share another quote, another teacher of mine uh, shared this around the same time. She said, under every complaint is a desire. And the bigger the complaint, the bigger the desire. So that was key too. And they seemed to go hand in hand. And it seemed to be um, so in step with what my inner bitch was trying to tell me. Like, I want a place to play. I got lots of complaints. Let's figure out the desire here under the complaint. So I just, those little keys were really important, for, big keys were really important for me. So yeah, just to get to know my inner bitch, if you're curious of what she's like, I think it's so important. This could be a great step for any woman who wants to invite this energy in and give her a place to play. Uh, And I say that with a capital H in her, right? Sacred feminine. This energy is sacred. And uh, so getting to know this archetypal energy and how she moves through, how she wants to move through you, it, it can be a great exploration. And when I come to find out, um, for example, my inner bitch, and you don't have to call her inner bitch, you can call her whatever you want, um, <clears throat> is part Bellatrix Lestrange from the Harry Potter series, if you're familiar with that. 
And she's part like priestess, like Minoan snake goddess, high priestess energy. My husband says it, it kind of reminds him of that when I'm in that space of this like priestess or queen priestess on a ziggurat, like ancient goddess, kind of like, you know, I could like shoot lightning out of my fingertips and I have snakes wrapped around my arms, that kind of energy. And this is kind of fun and sassy part, like Amy Winehouse, like she's like this seductive kind of almost hot mess kind of energy, but in a good way. I know poor Amy, I loved her music so much. She was such a big talent, really sad how how um, how she left this world. But um, so deep out of her and her work, she was incredible and so damn sexy. But yeah, I can't think of my inner bitch without that kind of, mm, you know, kind of seductress in there too. Um, so that, that just to give you an example of how this archetypal energy kind of started coming to the surface for me. And one of the things I did early on was to make a, a vision board or, you know, just kind of piecing it together, different elements of what is she like. And then um, there's some images that really speak to me. I try to keep them around a lot to remind me. Um, so that could be a really fun place to give her um, a place to play. And you, know, you can go on Pinterest and just search some images or like flip through magazines, like feel in like what kind of force of nature are you, are you, I don't want to say dealing with, that sounds like it's a chore, uh, or do you have the privilege of embodying what kind of force of nature are you? And again, for me, it felt like a tsunami. In fact, when I was resisting this energy, I used to have these recurring nightmares of exactly that, of a tsunami coming in. I'd be at the beach with a bunch of people having fun. And out of nowhere, the tsunami would come and just, we knew we were going to die, kind of end of the world thing. So uh, yeah, that's a great message from my subconscious, right? So it's great, again, to another tip here would be um, elemental. You know, how does this energy feel to you? Does it feel like a tsunami? Does it feel like a volcano? Does it feel like an earthquake? Does it feel like a wildfire? You see, here's the thing. We are so damn powerful. Again, every woman is a force of nature. And if we try to, you know, cage this energy, to contain this energy, to quiet it down, um, it doesn't really go well. This can really wreak havoc in our lives, come out really sporadically and destructively. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you just got to let it rip. That <laughs> definitely, I still do that sometimes. But we can also harness the power of it, right? It doesn't always have to be scorched earth if, it, if you are a fire girl. Um, you can actually um, sometimes maybe scorched earth, but then other times you can actually have the agency to choose to harness this energy because it's orgasm, it's erotic energy and use it to fuel your life, use it to to really uh, fuel your desires, really getting in alignment with the goddess you are and getting shit done. And uh, it's like coming as not as one, but as, you know, 10,000, really. So you have this force of nature behind you. So feeling into archetypally who she is and elementally as well. And if you're an astrology lover, it could be fun to look up you know, where where your female energy is in your chart, the feminine energy, say the moon, Venus. And if you um, are able to look up your, your black moon Lilith, it could be another powerful aspect of that as well, just for fun, if that's your thing. And um, yeah, so that can be a wonderful way to start to give 
this energy some space to be. And once you have an idea of what, you know, kind of archetype you're working with or element you're working with, you may want to create an altar. That That's so powerful. You can create an altar to this sacred feminine, wild feminine energy. It's powerful. Because, you know, our... Um, our guides, if you will, or the gods and goddesses, if you will, they, they really want to help us. But they really, um, an astrologer once told me that uh, spiritual etiquette requires that we invite them in. And how do you invite in the sacred feminine? Through ritual. Through ritual. So starting with altar, just having an altar there as a, you know, a, visu- uh, a visual is just such a powerful way to invite this energy more into your life. And just create, it doesn't have to be fancy, just a small altar that celebrates the archetypal energy and the element that you're working with. It could just remind you again that you're here to embody this energy and it's a gift, not a curse, not something to manage. And I do want to say too that um, sometimes when I start speaking about this, women can think that, or it kind of lands in a way that I'm, I'm telling you how to manage it. No, 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 not at all. It's more about how to invite it in and embody it is what I'm talking about. Not about quelling it or, um, you know, taming it in any way. More about finding pathways for expression. There's a big difference there. Can you feel that, right? So different, like patriarchy would kind of try to manage you and quell it and make it more acceptable. What I'm talking about here is creating new pathways for it to express in ways that feel good to you, right? Give it a place to play. Give your passion a place to play. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. Feel free to email me if you have any questions on that because that's an important thing to get. So yeah, I think that that can be really, really powerful. Um, also, sensual movement. And if you follow me for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of sensual movement. We do this in my program a lot. And this can be a wonderful way to create new pathways for this energy to move through you, right? So erotic, sensual movement done to music can be amazing. And I highly suggest or recommend or encourage you to create a playlist for this wild feminine inside of you. I have a playlist. I call it my inner bitch tunes playlist. I I could share a link if you want. That feels kind of vulnerable, but I'll do it. Um, So you could kind of just get a feel for how I I put it together. But like, do I really encourage you to do your own and really feel in like, what are your songs? Like what are maybe just one song for a while? You said, oh, that's my song. Music is such a powerful way to access the subconscious. This is actually a really powerful way to repattern your relationship with the wild feminine is through music because it can get you places that um, thinking about it won't get you right and if you add some sensual erotic movement to that ooh, yeah you got you got something you got something going there so that's really great another thing that we do in my program is breath work right just rhythmic breath work into your womb if you uh, listen to my last podcast episode i had a um a free breathwork practice that I offered. You can just download that and simply have the intention when you do that practice to connect with your wild feminine energy, to give her space, to just breathe her alive into your womb. 
that could be really powerful. I do that a lot when I need a connection like that. And um, of course, you know, just bringing it in. If you do have a jade egg or a yoni egg or a yoni wand practice, inviting this energy into that practice can be just exquisite and beautiful and life-changing. And I'd recommend um, that with a solo practice first. And then if you do um, have a partner and you do have kind of um, a tantric practice, if you will, my husband and I are so deep into this now, we call it, we call it practice rather than have sex, so <laughs> just our language, but you can bring this part of you into your sensual, however you connect with a partner sensually as well or sexually, and uh, just invite her in with an intention, you know, with a short meditation between before you get in, in uh, connection with a partner. This can be a, a beautiful way to call that energy in to your practice. I'm sure she would definitely accept your invitation. <laughs> so, and you can feel this life force energy enliven you and uh, really deepen your erotic experiences, whether it's solo self pleasure or again, a, um, a, a, and a partnered practice it could be really powerful. So those are a lot of tools and tips, right? So <laughs> I'll just have one more for you. Um, the desire piece, right? And uh, the complaint, um, always a desire under the complaint aspect that I shared. I would recommend if you have a chronic complaint, if there are things that you find yourself like, oh yeah, I'm complaining about that thing again. I would journal on that and um, just, you know, kind of stream of consciousness, see what comes out. Just let yourself bitch on paper like, Rah! and just kind of just to kind of get the energy kind of flowing. And then when you feel like the charge is a little bit um, kind of released on it, then you could kind of feel in and maybe ask your your inner wild feminine, you know, um, what what is the desire? What's the desire? You know, I'm clearly not about this, this thing, I'm complaining about this thing, but what is there, is there a desire under this complaint? And I invite you to excavate that desire. And when you do, it could be such a game changer. And when you do, again, I talked about your inner boundary boss, when you really understand that this, this energy has your back, you'll feel it. Um, and you start to get real with your desire it really does become easier to have those conversations if they if you need to have them to um you know really have your desires met because uh that's what it's all about for sure all right that's a lot i hope you find this useful and um i hope you have fun with it again don't don't uh, neglect the play part of this you know invite you into this work in a, in a, in a in the spirit of curiosity and play and really have fun with it. So that's all for now. I'm going to wrap it there. I hope uh, you have an amazing weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one -on -one, and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner pleasure queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. 
And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.